The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Okay, before we went to break, Peach, Peach, I think it was, uh, texted in and said, okay, here's the question. Who would you want to sit beside on a plane? If you could, dead or alive, who would it be? Wow, look at all these texts. So many. Uh, Cher, I'm sure, of course. Uh, um, Santa Claus says Blair Keith Richards. My mom, she's been gone for seven years, says Beth. John Diefenbaker, what really happened to the Avro Arrow? Good question. <laughs> Robert De Niro, Justin Timberlake. Uh, Bill Cosby. On a plane with Robin Williams. I met him one time in L.A., and despite having a great conversation and meal with him purely by chance, there was so much more I wish I'd asked him. Well, that would have been something else. Robin Williams dropped by a comedy club in Vancouver when he was out there filming something. Mm-hmm. And when comics drop by, they can ask to go on the show, but you have to ask the headliner. Mm. So you ask the manager first if it's okay, he'll say you have to go ask the headliner. So, But when someone like Robin Williams drops by, of course it's going to be okay. Yeah. But what Robin Williams still came and asked me if it was okay, <laughs> which is just the weirdest. <laughs> but it's he's following protocol, yeah. right? Yeah, like yeah. He's a comic. Um, I didn't go on that night. He was supposed to do 10 minutes. He did an hour. And I just walked to the back. And to, took it all in. Yeah, and just said, I, you know, nobody needs to see me after they've seen that. Well, I wouldn't, yeah, that'd be a little, I would not sure I'd want to go on stage after Robin Williams. <laughs> no, I didn't. I can't follow that. <laughs> Albert Einstein, Mark Messier. John Ritter. Samuel L. Jackson, if there's snakes on that plane, says Kevin. Huh. Uh, never mind who to sit next to on a plane. How about my choice, the black box, if it survives the crash, says Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm sitting. It's the only thing they look for. Yeah, and it, it, when, you, when you strike up a conversation on a plane with someone who's sitting beside you, you just never know who you're going to meet or, you know, what you're going to find out uh, about them. A friend of mine recently was going back to Toronto for doing some work and he had posted on his Facebook page that, gosh, he wish he didn't have his nose in his work for the entire three and a half hours because the last five, ten minutes he turned to the guy beside him and said, oh yeah, I started talking to him. And then finally said, well, what do you do for a living? He's like, well, I'm the, Can- I'm the commander of the Canadian Army. <laughs> There's General Paul Winnick who lives here. And he's like, I would have loved to have talked to uh, General Winnick a sure. whole lot more on, on, on the plane. And I met a fascinating woman when we were coming home from uh, Victoria on the plane. She was standing up, we were up at the front, and her back was really bothering her. And uh, we just, we got talking and um, she was heading up far, far north to work with um, Inuit um, communities in in helping with um, you know, kind of reclaiming the, the community and all that sort of stuff. But when you started talking about her, like, how did you get into this? Fascinating story. She's written books. She speaks all across North America. Um, she's a, an expert in restorative justice. Her oh. husband, and I said, yeah, how'd you get into that? And she said, well, to be honest with you, she says my husband was killed. I'm like, ah, right? There was a party at the house next door, and he went over to kind of say, calm down, guys, and some teenager punched him in the head and killed him. Oh, my. And so it went through this this path and her, her support of this restorative justice program, and we just got talking and talking. She was absolutely fascinating. And again, she's written books. She speaks all over the world. I'm like, you need to be on this show sometime. You know, that's it's funny because now I'm starting to think, well, who have you talked to and didn't even realize who mm-hmm. you were talking to? Um, 
but there was a time, and this would have been back when I was in university, so a young man, 18 or 19. I've mentioned before that my father was uh, very involved in the armed forces, mm-hmm. uh, originally a major in the Second World War, but his career after that was as a deputy minister at the federal level, yep. and then deputy minister at the provincial level, and a lot of usually industry, trade and commerce, or mm-hmm. industry and commerce, if it was uh, provincial. But when government changes, that's one of the first group that gets fired. So, because every minister wants to have their own staff. So, deputy ministers usually stay around long enough, um, you know, to make sure the next department is set up or the next guy is set up for his department, then they get let go. And my dad had just gotten let go mm-hmm. uh, because we'd had an election in PEI. So, I get on this plane uh, and one of these small little, you know, seats 20 mm-hmm. kind of planes. And I realize I'm sitting next to the premier who just fired my dad. <laughs> and I'm like an 18-year-old and full of vinegar. And, yeah. you know. So I lit into him about it. And it's funny now to think back on it because he said, you know, I totally understand your passion. And, and good on you for yeah, having the passion, yeah, probably. And, and he complimented I mean, he was a politician, so he complimented me on having the, you know, you know what's to even speak up. But um, he explained... He explained his reasoning, hmm. and it was just so fascinating that basically he just told me it's a business, yeah, and that's well, the nature of the yeah, business. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Andrew Gross, King Tut. You don't want to sit next to me on a plane. I'll uh, pretend to be asleep the uh, entire time. Nelson Mandela, Stephen mm. Hawking. Oh, my friend sat with Jalen on the way to Whitehorse. Oh, that's nice. Really? I loved Whitehorse. That was a beautiful spot. Pre-war Hitler. Um... Jesus Christ? Sure. I went camping once and met the head of the Canadian Secret Service. Pretty cool. We roasted hot dogs together. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Elvis is on the phone. Hey, Elvis. How are you guys doing? I'm loving the show. Awesome. I'm surprised nobody said Elvis yet. Yeah. 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 Anyway, my my wife and I were on the plane. We're coming back from Hawaii, and it stopped in Vancouver. And uh, we got some new passengers, and this this young fellow sits beside me and I I said to my wife, I said, I know this guy. He's one of Brennan's friends from Sherwood Park. And I was too embarrassed. My son's name is Brennan. I was too embarrassed to say to him, hey, do you know my son Brennan or anything like that? Or I recognize you know, all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. and nagged at me and nagged at me and that. Turned to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. That's pretty close. <laughs> Still, that would be a very interesting guy to talk to right now. Yeah, but you know what? I was so embarrassed because I thought I, 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 he, he spoke to me like he knew me, and, and I thought, well, this this guy obviously knows me, but I don't know him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I thought it was one of my son's friends, and oh. here it was the Nuge. <laughs> it was the Nuge. Awesome, the Elvis. Nuge. Thanks for the call. Take, take care. <laughs> you funny. too. Mine, of course, would be Gordon Ramsay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He'd be yelling at you the whole way. You know, I don't think so. I've, by all accounts, he's a very, very uh, friendly, outgoing, uh, kind mm-hmm. individual. But he's got this persona which mm-hmm. he likes to, um, you know, put out there. And he, and he's very passionate about food. So as long as, I mean, I would love to be on a flight with Gordon Ramsay in which they served a meal. Yeah, I would love that. I'm still trying to come up with a name. I really, really am. I I think it would have to be the Queen. The Queen. The Queen. Wow, why? Uh, Just because I've always been fascinated with the monarchy and at 93, 94 years of age, you know, um, she's getting quite up there. Not sure how much longer she'll she'll be doing, be around Mm -hmm. for. I would love to be able to talk with her if I could get her to talk. 
you yeah, know? Yeah. There was, you know, she likes to have a couple of drinks, maybe a glass of champagne. We could have, you know, whatever, and a gin and tonic, and we could get chatting. You know, I think that would be wonderful. I, I guess when you have a conversation like this, your mind goes immediately to just famous people. I know some people have said, well, my mom because yeah. she's gone, or my wife because I enjoy her. My grandpa. A grandpa, sure. Uh, but there's obscure people, too, that I wouldn't mind talking to, and one of which Sid put me on to a couple of days ago. Do you remember uh, Sid dropped by the studio and he said, have you seen this video? Um, and last night I finally watched it. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, and you can see it yourself, but you have to have a, it's a bit of a time commitment. The, the shortened version is 34 minutes. The full version is over an hour. But it's a drunk Las Vegas attorney. In court. <laughs> and it's on court television. I would love to talk to that guy only because I'd like to know that was a few years ago in which he appeared at, in court on camera drunk and the judge called him out on it. And they, you know, I don't want to give away how it ends, but I would love to talk to him <laughs> and see where his career went from there. Yeah, what happened? And what happened and where are you now? What's What's been happening since then? A friend of mine was seated from, uh, across the aisle from Nuge, too. I guess he flies economy. Pretended he didn't know him, tried to challenge him to a drinking contest, got turned down. <laughs> oh, someone else just said Queen Elizabeth, Queen Mom, and Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, I'd take all three of them. Sure, yeah. Um, I sat next to Jerry Springer on a plane to Las Vegas a few years ago. He's very intelligent, and when getting off, I realized he's a lot taller than I ever thought. That's he's from Bev. Tall. He used to be the mayor of Cincinnati. I don't know if people know that or remember that, but Bobby, very bright guy. Bobby Orr. And then someone says Diana would give you a better story than the Queen. Well, see, I, I wonder how much of Diana's story we actually know already from the days with everything that's come out. Mm -hmm. um, it's 20 years next week, August 31st, that uh, Diana died in that uh, in that car crash. But the Queen doesn't speak of stuff. No. Diana has. She, I would yes. like to know what the Queen actually about thought about having that. to give that speech well, that's three the or other four thing, days later, Because we're right? just saying who you could yeah. sit next to, but as to whether or not they're going to share or be willing to talk well, to. Well, yeah, I think it would be, yeah, yeah. sit beside and who'd be willing to talk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, Daryl. Hey, how are you? Good. Hey, the coolest guy I think you could probably sit to next to uh, on a plane, or, or two of them, would be uh, the captain that investigated the Roswell crash. Mm. Oh, Yeah. And uh, and or DB Cooper to see if he'd shoot you a couple hundred bucks before he jumps. Right? <laughs> you know, you're, those D. those D. two Cooper, those are funny yeah. choices, but those are two that uh, it would have to be a, a an overseas flight because you're going to need a lot of time for yeah. that conversation. Um, yeah, just if you already have the inside, right? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. But, uh, well, yeah, keep up. Great topic. There you Thanks. go. If D.B. Cooper the... gets up and starts walking down the aisle, you want to make sure he's say, not got a parachute. So you want to make sure that those guys are in the window seat? Yeah. <laughs> You're not letting them out? Yeah. I'm sorry I have to go to the washroom. No. No, no you no, sit right there. No, you can't. Who would you like to uh, sit next to on a plane? I guess, you know, it's... Once you start throwing out names and ideas, it spurs uh, other people to think, well, yeah, maybe I'll change my answer. Lots of people now are saying that they would like to sit next to someone that they've lost, a mom and dad, mm -hmm. um, a spouse, a sibling. And I could totally understand that. It would That's that's the thing, right? When you lose somebody and you mm -hmm. think, if I could just have one more conversation yeah, another, with them. Another 10 minutes, another yeah, hour. Just a couple things I need to say to them. Lee says, good afternoon, folks. I'd love to sit next to Dennis Leary. A couple of Irish guys drinking on a plane would make for excitement <laughs> at 25,000 feet. That's from Lee. I'd love to sit next to Gerard Butler just to hear a Scottish accent. Best <laughs> voice ever. Hashtag man crush. I would like to sit next to Bob Marley. And John says, I started up a conversation with an elderly gentleman on a flight. He was the grandson of a guy who played with Babe Ruth for years. Mm. He remembered being a kid getting into the dugout with some legendary New York Yankees. Pretty cool. Huh. 
Sat by uh, Bob Cole from Houston to Calgary. He was a bit of a you-know-what to the crew. Worst flight ever. Best flight, Harry Sinden. Fantastic to talk to. Huh. And then it's also trying to figure out, you know, when you, when you if you end up... Oh, Morgan Freeman, yeah. Um, <laughs> if, you're, if you're sitting beside someone um, who may be famous or, or known, is how much do you actually... You don't want to bug them and ask mm-hmm. them a zillion questions, or do you? Or keep saying, oh, it's okay, Pastor, I'm sorry to keep bugging you. What's well, one of those, you don't have regret that you didn't speak up because, but yeah, you have to weigh that up with how willing are they to talk to you. Hey, Joan. Hi. Um, yeah, you, earlier before this, you were talking about how when you meet somebody, how you kind of flub it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, I was in a small airport on a ca- changing from one plane to the next to a connecting flight, and I meandered and wandered into the VIP section, and it was just a room, and I opened the door, and there's these three man, big men in black suits facing me, looking at me, and there's a couch with the back, at the back to me, and the woman in the couch turns around, and she waves and says, come on in, come on in, <laughs> and here it was Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, my no gosh. Way. Oh, my God, and I was like stunned by the men and her, and I said, oh, no, it's all right, you know, and I didn't go in, and I'm, boy, I've been kicking my rear ever since, and we actually would have had something in common to talk about, because she loved horses, and that's what I spent my life doing, I was on my way to judge a horse show, and yeah, and boy, I'm telling you, I regret that. Very nice, great story, Joan, thanks for that. Okay. Yeah, I thought she was going to... You might have things in common with Elizabeth Taylor, too. Sure. <laughs> jewelry. Yeah. I like jewelry. And husbands. Um, yeah, well, and two. Whatever. Starter kit. How about, a, like, guys? Sure, guys, no, no, yeah. No, no, okay. That reminded me, my sister, who's uh, not with us anymore, she died uh, 10 years ago, uh, but she lived on Salt Spring Island, and a lot of rich or uh, famous people oh, yeah. go to Salt Spring Island, They they're, and nobody bugs them, and they're just, you know, whatever. Uh, so they actually have the ability, yachts can harbor in Salt Spring Island, and often do. So the locals don't think much of it. And a lot of them are pretty mm-hmm. flower-powery kind of 60s uh, people, right? But there was an occasion, my sister told me, where they were in the little corner store, which would not be a Max or Seven Eleven, mm-hmm. it would be somebody's like corner store. Like an independent store, store yeah. Yeah, and this uh, and and Barbara Streisand <laughs> was in line to buy something, and uh, the woman behind her said, um, "Excuse me," and Barbara Streisand turned and said, "Yes, I'm Barbara Streisand," and the woman said, "No, I was going to say I." Th- think you cut in line. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <Yeah>. Well done. <laughs> Barbara Streisand, that's an interesting cat right there. Um, Tofino, when we were there, there was uh, we were out at the airport when Coach took me for that helicopter ride, and there was one of those private little jets, little Lear jets that had just showed up at the, at the airport. And so who knows who got off on that because Tofino tends to be a place like yep. Salt Spring where people like to go. I mean, Sarah McLaughlin's got a place on, on Chesterman Beach. Brendan Morrison's got a place. He's out there all the time. And it's like, oh, I wonder who it is. I wonder who it is. And then I never see anybody famous, you know, at an airport. Like these people, no, not really. I don't see anybody famous. I don't, you know, walking somewhere. I, I no, no. Hmm. It just doesn't happen. I'm constantly running across. Um, sports figures, like teams, like the LA Kings were Mm -hmm. waiting to leave Edmonton. They'd obviously played the Oilers, but I was on a flight in the Mm -hmm. international area. But I never know who anybody is. Like, without their numbers, 
I, I you know, their helmets, I, you, yeah. right. I don't have a like, clue. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. You recognize the their coach. Their teeth are in? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And as I say, they look a lot younger, and that could just be a me thing. Yeah. But I always think, like, oh, what is that, a school trip or something? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, I wonder what school those uh, kids go to. Found myself sitting beside uh, Dr. Bernice King, Martin Luther King's daughter, amazing woman, talking uh, up her father's work. It was amazing. I'd like to sit next to Mike Duffy so I can tell him what I think of him. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Eddie Murphy, under Mur- Eddie Murphy, The Undertaker, and Mike Myers. I'd like to sit beside Sid Smith so I could ask him what the heck he was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> nice burn. Um, I'd sit next to anyone on the plane except for the pilot. Oh, sure. no, I mean, that's the best part. Being up in the cockpit, that's awesome. Huh. How about this? I frequently fly to Toronto and would love to sit next to Andrew Gross and uh, pick his brain about how painful it is to have small talks with strangers. <laughs> <laughs> I sat next to Gene Principe, uh, Principe from L.A. to Calgary. He was an absolute beauty. Gene Principe is an absolute beauty. You know, I just actually, have to listen to his puns the whole time. For sure. I had, I, sat, I had to. I sat next to Brian Hall years ago before I was at Chad. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the row behind me, actually. I didn't sit next to him. And, and I bugged him about football back then a little bit. He was very gracious. Brian Hall's a real... I could learn a lot about social skills from Brian Hall. He remembers everyone's name. The same thing as, like, your Garth Brooks. He asks your name. He uses it repeatedly. Um, he, he introduces you to the guy he was talking mm-hmm. to. And I, I swear he'd remember you when he saw you again. I've seen him at social functions and just... Oh, it's amazing to see him work a room. It's admirable, yeah. yeah. And that's what someone said. You know what? I, um, I would love to sit beside Brian Hall. The stories you could tell. Wow, says Gamer Brian. For sure. Um, I met Kevin Dillon and Jason Patrick in a bar in Vancouver about 23 years ago while we were sitting with some ladies. He gave us a bunch of tickets to a concert and said, bring the ladies. We did not. <laughs> Uh, Ian Fleming to learn about all the clandestine stuff from World War II or Sir William Stevenson, the inspiration for James Bond. That's mm. from Wayne. Has no one said Trump yet? <laughs> well, that's an interesting one. Would I like to sit next to Trump on a plane? Yeah, I would. I would. I mean, uh, again, I, you know, I don't want to get it going on Trump again, but I would be interested to know what he's thinking. <laughs> I think many of us would be. I just said Trump's name, so we're about to get a text going. That's it. I'm turning you two off. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.